it's surprising in my surroundings. I'm finding the quietest of states these days. This representation of storm brewing amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my team. Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. And this is this this series, this Mastering 40 series that we're in right now is brought to you by three specific sponsors, Inside Tracker, Prevenex, and Tracksmith. I'm talking about, talking about Tracksmith right now because it's getting warmer outside. I just came back from a walk with my dog. It was like 60 degrees first thing in the morning. How nice is that? So do you need to replenish your outside running gear for the nice warm weather? Head over to Tracksmith today. They have some of the best stuff and they're always putting out new stuff, which is something that I can appreciate, especially for a brand that has such just iconic things already in their collection. They're always updating and not just with new colors either. So head over to Tracksmith and use code RamblingRunner to save 15% on your first order over $75. I am just in love with their gear, especially their shorts. I am just a huge fan of their running shorts. And um, hey, I can start wearing them again soon. I'm, I'm not gonna be running anytime soon, as you'll hear in this episode. But in terms of the weather, maybe I'll wear them when I'm mowing the lawn or something. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely love wearing they're running shorts and you should go check them out today. So this episode, usually for the Mastering 40 series, I'll have a conversation with my running coach, James McCurdy, and my sports psychologist, Adrian Langelier. This is just a conversation with Adrian because there's no running happening right now, nor is there going to be any running anytime soon. So um, hopefully you can learn something from my uh, my travails through this uh, injury path because it's not fun, but I was talking to some people uh, who have been fans of the show for a while. I'm like, hey, I don't even know if I should be doing this anymore. I'm not sure if the running is going to be happening. And they had some interesting thoughts of saying basically like, hey, everyone gets injured. It'll be interesting to hear um, how Adrian's helping you through your injury and, and all of that. So that is why uh, we put this out and are kind of can still, still continuing the journey. Um, spoiler alert, I'm not going to be breaking 40 minutes in the, in the 10K this summer. Um, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be running a 10K this summer. Uh, the way things are going, uh, man, I thought this injury was going to last like two or three days. Uh, it has now lasted almost three months, and it's not going to stop anytime soon. So what does that mean? Well, I still got to live my life. I still want to be an athlete. I'm just not going to be running, which can be hard because I work in the running industry, right? I'm a running coach and I'm a running podcaster. So it's hard to disconnect from running when so much of my life is revolved around running. So Adrian and I talk about that and about so much more. You'll basically hear me completely go off the deep end on sharing Adrian all the wild and wacky things that have been going through my head. I don't always feel that way, but because... She's a therapist. I've treated it as a therapy session uh, in that I just shared with her all the things that I have thought. I don't think about all these things all the time. This isn't the current state or, you know, the um, you know, the the state of my mind all the time. But I wanted to share all the things that I have been thinking about. I don't want you to think I'm going absolutely you know, completely off the deep end and need uh, and need uh, some more serious help. Uh, but I did want to share with her all the things, uh, not only for myself, but also if other people have experienced or are experiencing these sorts of things uh, that they can uh, not only relate to it, but also get the same sort of advice from Adrian that I'm getting. So let's dive into it with Adrian Lonslier. Matt, good to talk to you again. 
Adrian, I'm excited to chat. I just told you offline before we got started. <laughs> We're going full therapy session on this one. Um, so you have you've been my sports psychologist now uh, throughout this whole this whole thing, and certainly served you know more than just that. I would say maybe maybe that's that's you know it's all connected here and there. Um, I'm not doing a whole lot of sport, so now we're just going to go into the psychology. Okay, well, as long as I have your full permission uh, to, you know, have this conversation, I'm down. All right, let's do it. Okay, so um, yeah, so here's the deal. Over the last three conversations we've had, each time. I basically said, hey, I think I got this injury thing down. I think it's done. I think we're pretty much back to normal. Um, obviously, if I said it three times, the first two times were not correct. Uh, turns out the third time wasn't correct either. Um, I'm now at the point, even though, like, I, like, gosh, I did this slow ramp up after a month off, run walk and then lightly running and then building it up and you know what I mean like super super relaxed and once you know it you know a couple of weeks ago I just it, the knee got weird again and it was like it basically had the feeling I hadn't before which wasn't this like it wasn't pain per se it was just like a, this weird feeling and it would get achy and you just couldn't run on it and um it just kind of it just kind of came back and um not sure why. Uh, it just kind of did. And now it's like I get that feeling now when I when I ride a bike, too. So I'm not running. I'm not biking. <laughs> I'm just I'm just hanging around. Um, so I got an MRI scheduled. Um, but, you know, it's going to take a while. So it's going to be two weeks from even it's gonna be two weeks from this from this call. So basically a month out from when I scheduled it. So it's a. Uh, it's wild. So I know you. I know you got the, the the new puppy is in the house. We can hear hear a little bit of the barking. Uh, but I want to I want people to think like, hey, is that is that puppy in my house? No, no, no. It's 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 on, it's on the call. If anyone's listening, my apologies to the audience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you know I do enough podcasts. Maybe I'll eventually invest in a soundproof room. But we don't have that kind of cash flow right now. But anyway, <laughs> first of all, like I'm so sorry that happened. Is you know, from somebody who's had, I, I at least count 10 broken bones. I know just how difficult it is when your body just is telling you no. Your brain's telling you one thing. Your body is just like, no, screw you. And it's hard. Yeah. You know, not that I want to be more injured, but it is weird when you're like, I don't even know how this happened. I don't know what's going on. Right. Like, it's just it has that this, that awkwardness of like I can't even project into the future because I don't even know what's happening now, and it's like at this point I'm just like so done with like trying to project like okay if I do this and then this then maybe I'll be back not like on a date certain but like here's a range where I could come back and you know we're it's it's hard for us not to think about the future it's impossible for us not to think about it so like I'm always gonna have that part in me but like at this point I'm kind of like I just need to like not think about it because I'm driving myself nuts. Because every time I think I I can see like a pathway, even if it's like a um a long pathway, it's like nope, that's not going to work either. And I don't know, man. Like it's, it, I'm at the point now where like the 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 last thing I want to hear after this MRI isn't like serious news. It's like the thing that I'm most dreading right now 
is hearing like, oh man, it's, I don't know. We couldn't really see anything because then it's like, well, something's wrong. <laughs> like there's not, you know what I mean? We're not, we're not wondering if something's wrong, right? We're not like in medical school looking at a cadaver, like, Hey, this guy's have a knee injury, right? Like I have a knee injury and I'm just worried. Like I know enough runners and even runners that I coach who've gone in to get uh, imaging and they're like, oh yeah, we couldn't see anything. And you're like, well, what, where does that leave me? Yeah. It's just like, okay, thanks. What do I do now? Yeah. So that's where, that's where I'm dreading. And like, I keep running this situation. I like, I basically, I'm on like, I'm on like my mind's on like stuck on repeat now of like rerunning like that scenario. Like, how are you going to handle it? If they're like, huh, that's weird. Too bad. It's too bad. It hurts. Um, not really sure what we can do about it. Right. And, you know, I know some doctors are wonderful. Some kind of have that lack of empathy that you just kind of portrayed. Um, so this has obviously taken up a pretty good chunk of your thought space. 100%. Yes. Not to, not to say it hasn't taken up 100% of my thought space. It has certainly taken up a lot of my thought space. That's for yeah. Sure. I mean, and, and so, okay, we're kind of sitting here, you know, kind of two weeks from now going through various scenarios. And it sounds like you keep arriving at the one that is kind of the quote unquote, maybe worst for you. Yeah. And I think it's because I've kind of experienced the other side of it where like in the beginning, I was like, yeah, this is going to be like a two or three day thing. Like I wasn't, I wasn't fatalistic the whole way. It was like, first time I was like, yeah, I think this is like, I'll just take the weekend off and I'll be fine. Then I was like, you know what? If I take a week, that will really be giving me a lot of time. Right. Like that's a, th this is, this is so minor a week off. Holy cow. Like that's probably overdoing the rest. Right. That's like, oh, I'm taking a month off. Okay, I'm going to see the PT. He's putting me through like all these tests and he's moving my knee like in every direction. It's like, it almost feels like he's going to like tear my ACL. He's moving my knee around so much. Again, just to see if there's anything structurally wrong with it. And he's like, oh man, this feels fine. You know, and it, it wasn't like from a lack of empathy. Like he was trying to figure out. And I'm like, all right, well then I guess, you know, just strength, you know, PT and rest. All right, and we'll figure it out. And like, then that didn't work either. And now I'm just kind of like, I better find, they better find something in there because like we've already tried the rest thing, you know? And like, I don't want to rest for six months, you know? So it just sounds like what you're looking for is direction and not just direction, but a plan that looks completely different than the one you've been following because it just keeps, you keep ending up in the same spot. So one thing that, that jumped out earlier was just that we're future casting an awful lot. Don't you think? For sure. Yeah. And, you know, because I think we kind of, yeah, I mean, th this is a possible, this is a possible scenario. This is not the only scenario that you can end up in. And, you know, let's just play devil's advocate and get that out of the way. So what if the doctor basically says you have an alien in your knee? Um, what can, can you handle it? You know, how, how do you want to respond to news like that? Like I'm a fan of actually kind of going there and maybe taking away some of the scariness of it. It's not going to take all, you know, all the disappointment away, but so, okay. If, if this happens, can you handle it? When you, so, so you're basically saying, say, say your worst fear is realized. What happens then? Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. So he comes back or she comes back and is like, yeah, we don't, we didn't see anything like we believe you, but like, I also really can't help you. 
And that happened. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, great. Then it's just kind of like, I guess the, the, the basically what it means for me is um, I'll just go down like a certain like in, in, in no particular order, I guess, like from a for just from a specific running perspective. It's like, OK, we are now on like full. Like, what, what do they what do they call it um, when when someone is like, oh, yes, so basically like indefinite suspension <laughs> like you, you are your knee. From running, you are indefinitely suspended. We do not know when you will be returning. We can't even give you a timeline. There will be no running for a very long time because even even six weeks off isn't enough. So it's like, all right, well then, it's going to be a lot longer than six weeks. Then, right? I'm doubting. I'm, if six weeks wasn't long enough, I doubt seven weeks would have been long enough either. So um, it's going to be a long time. Biking still bothers it. So it's like, okay. Um, if you don't want to continue to gain weight, which is what's currently happening, um, then you're just going to have to find a new activity. Um, and one that you, at the current moment, you aren't particularly fond of. Like, I don't, I don't like swimming, right? I don't want to go swimming. Like I like being in the pool, but I don't, I'm not a fan of like doing laps, but maybe that's what it means, right? Like, and maybe, or maybe it just means that I'm walking for two to two and a half hours a day to get the same stimulus that like 45 minutes a day of running would give me um, because there is like a three to one ratio there. And it's like, all right. And then like, then you just, I guess, throw in lifting on top of it. Um, again, I like lifting, but like lifting isn't like, especially if, especially if I have to baby my lower body, like lifting is not going to give me like a cardio workout. Like I can't even do a hit workout if I can't do the leg part, you know? Um, so I'm kind of there. Uh, you know, I guess on some level you'd be like, Hey, well, you can just, I guess a positive, a potential positive is like, I could say, all right, well, I'm just going to really, really try to dial in my nutrition. Um, the negative so far has been like, I've been emotionally eating, which has been the, the opposite of dialing in my nutrition. Um, you know, again, doesn't mean I will continue to do it. Uh, nor does it, nor does it mean that that's destiny, but that has been the reaction so far. Um, yeah, it's a, and then the other part too is like, frankly, like uh, the whole idea. Of this was not was it was to overcome this cycle because this has been a cycle for years now. It's like, hey, now it's just like, un, like shockingly, like even worse than previous years instead of better, and that's so like not. <laughs> that is quite literally the opposite of what I was hoping for. Yeah. And, you know, I think like from, you know, g given that from the running podcaster's perspective, like, how does that feel when we're kind of, we have, we're faced with this big unknown and you're just like, well, look, this is running is a big chunk of my career. And would you, or would you not say that it's a part of your identity? Hey folks, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know my love and affection for Prevenex. It's my favorite supplement brand. I always take their multivitamin. I always take their Joint Health Plus and I live and die by that. But with that said, the other thing that I have every single day is the Prevenex Neurofy Shake. I just love it. I mean, I literally, this is my um, my schedule every morning. I wake up with the kids. I do all their stuff. I get them ready for school. And at 730, I have my shake. All right drop off the kids around 8.30 at school, and then I just literally drive from the school, and then I go for my run. And it works out perfectly. I have that shake about an hour before my run, and it's perfect. 
perfection. I get all the nutrients I need. It tastes great. I'm full, but I'm not too full. You know what I mean? The run still goes really, really well. And it's just perfection. I love it. So I'm telling you, if you want to have the breakfast that not only fuels you, gives you a ton of nutrients, tastes good, and is incredibly quick and easy to make, you cannot go wrong with Neurofi Plus. So go over to Prevenex.com. That's P-R-E-V-I-N-E-X. That's P-R-E-V-I-N-E-X.com. And use code RUNNER15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order today. It is, um, you know, but before this series, like my running wasn't necessary to the podcast. Um, this, this, this series is is a one year sojourn, which is fun, but no matter what happened, it was going to end at the end of July, mid August, right? Like that was, that was going to happen. So that's fine. Ultimately, I don't think I need to, I don't, I know this, I don't need to run in order to do this well, um, because it, it wasn't about me in the first place. So I'm not too worried about that. In addition, I don't need to be super active as a runner to be a good coach. So I, that, that is kind of like my other revenue stream. Um, that isn't, ne- that isn't necessary either. Uh, so, you know, I don't think, I don't think it necessarily affects the pod. Um, I think, you know, it is nice to share the journey on social media. And I think I do have people who like, who, who I like to, you know, comm- commune with about like our, our running journeys. And that's fun. Um, but, you know, ultimately, other people get hurt all the time, too. So I don't know. I don't think that takes it away. So I think it's more of just like what it's doing to me personally. And the other thing, too, is that like just a general frustration of it. Like I was like the, the big motivation for this whole thing wasn't to be like, hey, I found this great new way of, of, of making content. Like that was not it. It was more of like I was going to do this first. And then I was like, oh, should I make this content? Like for me, it was more of like, hey, I feel like I'm capable of being a much better runner than I have been. And I really want to dedicate myself to it. I'm no longer working a full-time job. This is my job. I can really spend some time doing this. And I really want to see what I can do. And I was excited to go down that road and just so frustrated in years past where like, I felt like every year I was getting less fit and I was running worse every year, like a little bit by little bit, little bit. And I wanted to kind of stem the tide. Um, and then ultimately to make a big leap forward to like, like so many of the people I've, I've interviewed, like so many people I've interviewed who have gotten, who've hit their forties or whatever day, age and reached new levels because they put time into it that they hadn't put in the past or whatever. And I was excited to be like, have my own little like mini version of that, or maybe even a major version of that. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and be like, all right, no, all hope is lost because I can never do that now. But it is be like, all right, like instead of going down that road, I'm just repeating now year four of this almost identical cycle with, but with the caveat being all the injuries are very different and a lot of them weren't even like connected to running in terms of when they happened. It was just like freak stuff. So it's not even like, Hey, like if I just fix like my posterior chain, like I can stop these injuries. Like that's not quite, it's not, it's not like, um, it's not this, you know, this, this systemic issue. That's the most maddening thing of it all is you're just like, where is this coming from? Cause you know, a tongue in cheek said an alien in your knee, but because it's, you know, I'm familiar with meniscus tears and obviously fractures and, you know, as the, the rest of the one running world is too, but this is just, it's just different. 
Yeah, it's frustrating. Who knows? Maybe it is a meniscus tear. I don't know. Um, you know, like I'm, I, I brought on a new athlete yesterday who actually someone who I, who I knew when I was when I was little. Um, and he had had a meniscus tear a couple of years ago, and like I had him like on a discovery call, and I'm like, tell me everything because <laughs> I'm sitting there like trying to connect like my. Mike, connect the dots in my life to, to his injury. Be like, right, is that what it is? Is it a meniscus? So again, that is another, you know, kind of possible, you know, possible route or scenario or something like that too. So, you know, I think, you know, kind of circling back to what I was talking about earlier is, I mean, this is just one of those things like it's what it is and you're probably going to have better days with it. And there's probably going to be days when you're just completely and utterly frustrated. I know when I was uh, in a walking boot early this year, it's some days I, I, I was okay with it. And then other days, like I wanted to throw the boot across the floor. Did not do that um, because it's big and heavy and I like my furniture, but it's just like there, it, because I, I, at that point, I mean, I didn't know. I'm just like, is this going to heal? You know, is this something that may need surgery? Is this something that's going to heal on its own? I mean, it's it, it's one of those things that it's if we sit and kind of catastrophize and start looking at all these future scenarios, because, you know, I know me personally, I was so worried about getting a screw put in my foot. Um, and I was just like, well, if that happens, I'm done. You know, I probably don't need to be racing anymore and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, Adrian, what are you doing? I was like, and again, it's, it is a possibility, not the possibility. So I think we want to kind of find some kind of thought anchors to fall back on. If we find ourselves kind of in the, in the doctor's office, in the exam room, hearing the news you don't want to hear. I mean, on one hand, we want to be like, okay, can I handle it? Uh, yeah, I'll be really sad, but there's some, there's a path I don't want to go down, but maybe i don't have the energy and I just need to kind of just focus a little bit more on today or something like that. Right. And I have found that I'm not so much like screaming mad as I'm just like, I mean, I'm equally miserable to be around. Don't get me wrong. Um, to, to my family's utter delight. For, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but more of like, I'm just like despondent. Like, Oh, I just good grief. Like, here we go again. And as if, like, you know, when you have little kids, like, there's so much that's already, like, stuff that's always, that's, like, basically on repeat that is not enjoyable. Like, saying the same things every single day and, you know, like, them not listening or, like, all right, how many times do I have to please just ask you to do this? Um, it's almost like every day is, like, a brand new day in terms of, like, their memory of certain tasks that need to be done or whatever. And it's, like... I already have enough like repetitive stuff that like isn't inherently enjoyable. Like here's like all of a sudden this other thing where it's like, all right, now this is the thing now that I have to like, that's repetitive. And like, how's my knee feeling? How's my knee feeling? How's my knee feeling? How's my knee feeling? Like it's constant and it's, it just sucks. So again, I'm, I am doing a whole lot of whining here, but I'm just trying to express, express like, this is just kind of what's been going on. And it's really like been bumming me out. And I'm trying to like, I don't know. I'm trying not to dwell on it, but it's hard when you're like, Hey, I have this whole, like, like my whole routine is off now too. Like this is like my whole life is like the, 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 the things that I do during the day have now changed drastically. 
And it's uh and it's something that I enjoy. So it's not only like, hey, like I don't want to be injured just like you know, because it stinks, but it's like I know I'm also just not doing something that I, I inherently find enjoyable and like I don't know when I'm gonna be doing it again and I know it's not gonna be like like I know this, right? Like it's not gonna be like I'm doing it like like three weeks from now, it's not like I'm gonna be running. Right? Like I know that. And it's like, all right, well then when or if. Right. So that's kind of that's kind of the bummer. Tons of catastrophizing, tons of future casting. But it's hard. It's hard not to. Right. Oh, I I get it. Like I was just telling the, you know, oh, my God, am I going to have hardware put in me? And it was a, you know, as much training as I have. That was pretty intrusive thought. Um, So, you know, what I, you know, had to do was just stop. And, you know, I was talking about anchor statements is like, okay is first of all, if, you know, I find myself just really in a funk or you find yourself really in a funk, just let yourself not wallow per se, but kind of, okay, I have a period of time every day if I need it, uh, just, you know, just to feel sad or just to feel frustrated or something like that. Because I think a lot of times we're like, well, I shouldn't feel this way or I'm sick of feeling this way. And then we feel bad for feeling bad. So that's kind of a bottom level way of just even beginning to cope with something like this is I'm su- uh, this sucks. I'm pissed. This it's, it's the same every day and at least acknowledging it, but then be like, okay, you know what, man, we're going to go kick ass on the podcast today or something like that. Or, you know what, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to find some enjoyment and doing something with my family or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Does it replace running? No, but (laughs) again, it's, you know, just having just some tools in your toolbox uh, because sometimes they'll be really effective. Sometimes they won't, but kind of knowing, okay, you know, I'm feeling this way. Okay. I acknowledge that I'm having thoughts of, uh, future casting i'm ruminating on everything being the same okay what do i what's important to me what do i value i need to move in that direction yeah that makes sense yeah it's funny because like, i see here i'm talking to you i'm like yeah why aren't i doing that already like what, what what's the problem you know um because it's a, it's a perfectly sensible advice and not something that's like earth shattering either yeah and the hardest part of you know being just a human, but especially being an athlete and enjoying this type of stuff is, you know, of course we, we're going to, you know, stuff's going to happen. And, you know, especially when it doesn't make sense, it's even harder, but uh, that's why I'm just like, okay, reining in kind of our thoughts. It's such an important practice and not, you know, denying them, just kind of just starting to take a step back and just be like, okay, I'm having these. And, you know, it probably will cause you to feel a certain way. But, uh, you know, I'm, this is kind of you're getting my injured athlete uh, 101 talk. <laughs> so good. good. I should have told you I should have told you that at the get go. But uh, anyway, it's just and this is why kind of going in the direction of what's important, what is what is kind of spinning in a decent direction in your life is, OK, I'm feeling this. I'm having these thoughts you know what, they might just have to go with me. 
and maybe I will get in a workflow or maybe I'll get really involved in a conversation and that kind of stuff will, will fade into the background. So basically what I'm trying to get at is, you know, we're probably going to have, you know, until we have a solution, this is probably going to be something that's going to stick around. So we want to be like, okay, how can I work, work with this and not against it so much so that, you know, just maybe, uh, I'll start having some days where maybe my head's not a terrible place to live. Maybe I'm not a terrible person to live with and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think part of it too, is that like, for me, like part of what you're saying means like, all right, like just not caring about my running for a while. And that's perfectly reasonable, except that's a real, and, and I realized how hard of an ask that is. Um, but it, but kind of, kind of moving that circle off to the side a little bit and pulling something, something else. Uh, and of course we can always rearrange our circles or the things on our plate, but you know, I think it's kind of figuring out, okay, we're, we're not going to get that high or that dopamine, that really strong dopamine hit. Who knows? I say that some people may really get that driving a golf ball. I don't know. But uh, anyway, but we can find ways to at least start to try and increase feelings of kind of productivity, still being kind of connected with your life. Hey, guys, do you want to run farther and faster and recover quicker and easier? Do you want to feel healthier than you've ever felt before? Then you need to make a change. And that's exactly what Inside Tracker is all about. Founded by scientists in aging, genetics, and biometric data from MIT, Tufts, and Harvard, Inside Tracker is a personalized health and wellness platform like no other. So, what's their secret? First, Inside Tracker uses patented algorithm to analyze your body's data and offer you a clearer picture than ever before about exactly what's going on inside of you. Then, Inside Tracker provides you with a concrete, science-backed, tractable action plan for reaching your performance goals and being your healthy best. Now, for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering my listeners 25% off. That's right, 25% off. So enter today, or say, not enter today. It's not, it's not a giveaway. To enter, just go to InsideTracker.com slash Rambling Runner. That's right, InsideTracker.com slash Rambling Runner. Change is an inside job. Start inside. Right. And I think the part the hard the part that I have to dial in is like it's the running part's always in my face. Like those are my jobs is in running. So it's not like you're like, hey Matt, I need you to stop caring about the NBA and college basketball. It's like, wow man, I've I've cared about them. I've cared about them since I was ten. But you know, like, all right, well, no one in my house cares about that. And I don't no no one I talk to cares about it. So, you know, like I'd prefer to, I'd prefer to still follow it, but I guess I could do it. Whereas mm-hmm. we're like, hey Matt, I need you to, to to not care about your running. And like, all right, that's reasonable and probably the way I need to go in order to kind of like move past a lot of these feelings. But it's like, oh yeah, but also you're still gonna be a run coach and you're gonna record three podcasts a week on running. Well, now that, now that you say that, you make me sound incredibly unreasonable. Um. <laughs> no, no, but it's more like no, but the, but your your point is right. Like I have to like I have to disconnect from it because I'm not going to have like all these positive thoughts about it. 
Yeah. Or, you know, probably a way to word this is shifting your relationship with running. Right. Because you're, I mean, you're in that space. Um, you know, I've actually been really enjoying your road to the trials. Um, obviously, Kiara D'Amato is always going to be my favorite interview because she's just hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, just, 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 just between, you know, me and you, because no one else is listening, uh, I feel the same way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie, like whenever they interview pros, there's a few of them that I'm going to on podcasts that I'm going to choose to listen to before others. And she's in my top three for sure. I think Tyler Day, again, we're, we're not going to go make a full pivot here. But I think Tyler Day is someone who also falls into that mix in terms of pure entertainment, even if we're not talking about running. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like that. You just look at a picture of the guy. You're just like, he'd be fun to hang out with. Right. Not that yeah, I'm exactly. judging and stereotyping, but anyway, but, um, it, but so I think it's just like, okay, I do have a relationship with running and, you know, maybe it's going to shift to a more professional versus personal. Uh, cause I mean, this is a shift I had to make is, you know, I'm in a boot barely being able to climb the stairs and, oh, here is a all-American track athlete sitting in front of me. And I had to help somebody prep for uh, a national record attempt. And I can barely walk. So I, I get where you're coming from. And I'm just like, in order to survive, my relationship needs to be more professional with it. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, and it's just like, as much as it sucks, but again, it's everything has a season. Um, and so it's just like, okay, this is where, you know what, running, we're not going to hang out together as much, but you know, we can still do, we can still do some group activities or something. And I kind of just used a dating reference, but it's fine. No, I like that. Um, (laughs) uh, you know, that whole, that, of course that, that, that reference takes a nasty turn when it's like, oh yeah, but do those ever work? They're like, hey, we've broken up, but we still have mutual friends, and we're gonna like still see each other occasionally. Um, D- depends on <laughs> depends on who we're talking about. There you go. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's that's where I'm at, and you bring us the good points. Yeah. Well, I think it's just like you're not everybody. Like this thing that you're struggling with is is I mean, it, it it's it's a it's unique. Um, so it's just like your story, it probably isn't going to read like other people's stories. So, but you know, today is we're talking this through, um, you know, I'm sure you have some stuff to go record or edit or something like that. So it's just like, okay, how can we maximize today? Right. Right. The other thing I've been thinking about is that like, and this is something that I've been thinking about for, you know, pre mastering 40 was just like running goals. Was that like they seemed to create more negativity in my life than positivity? Okay. And that was like, all right, am I just doing these wrong? Like, I didn't feel like I had any audacious goals. They were all like, hey, like my coach says I should be able to do this because of my fitness. Like, okay, well, then that will be my goal. Like, they're a professional. They see what I'm doing. They have other clients. They know what they're doing. All right, that'll be my goal then. Okay, fine. And it was like, even those goals were like, wow, like I never achieved any of them. And then it was like, wow, like this is now putting me in a negative space. So now I went through this point of like, should I even have running goals? 
right? Or should I just run? And like, if I do a race, I do a race, but like not have any goals attached to it. You know, I'm not saying like I wouldn't run, run hard, but like, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have goals. And it was like, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense either. Well, there is, it depends on what kind of goals we're talking about. The outcome focused ones. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them, but they can be really stressful. And, you know, while they feel amazing when we achieve them, they can break our hearts at the same, you know, also. So, you know, that that's one way. And then I was talking to uh, another athlete recently, and this individual was saying, you know what, the space I'm in right now, I just want to enjoy, I just want to enjoy running pain free. And when I feel ready to start taking on more stuff, then you know what, I'll go to my next step. And I was like, and this is not your average ho- hobby jogger that I'm referencing. And part of me, I'm just like, wow, it's kind of deep. Um, and I actually believe this individual. So it's just like, they look so different because that's more of a process goal, you know, because especially coming off an injury, like I suggest everybody is before you decide, okay, what do I want is just make friends with the sport again is just kind of just enjoy just again, you, you put three, four miles in the bank, you're smiling, um, you're sweating a little bit and you know what? My body feels good. Like, that is, that's, uh, I mean, that's just as magical sometimes, depending on where you're at, as, you know, a sub 40 10K or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear that. I think the the competitive side of me is hard to tamp down to, you know? So I oh, yeah, think well, that, like, it sounds like your, your new opponent is pain. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's going to sure. be Matt versus his knee at, the, at this stage. So who's going to win? Right. Uh... <laughs> Poor Matt. I'm sorry. I keep no. eating you up. <laughs> no, no, it's true. It's true. Um, so what are you going to do about it? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess it, part of me is like, I'm like trying to like fight gravity and then that's how it feels. Like, hey man, maybe just running goals. And I, I don't believe this, but there are moments when I'm like being particularly pessimistic where mm-hmm. I'm just like, dude, there's a lot of people who are can sit and do new things at 40 and all of that. Maybe you're just not one of them. Maybe like, that's just not how it's going to work for you. And yeah, like you're just, you're injury prone. You get injured every year for the last five years. Why do you think it's going to stop now? Right? Like at some point, maybe this is just how it's going to be and you have to be okay with it. And it's like, I know I'm being super pessimistic and fatalistic. And then part of me is like, well, the sample size is growing, so maybe you're not. And, um, you know, these aren't things that I like to say publicly because I feel like I'm, like, you know, so super down. But, like, th- when, I, when I go down that road and then, like, well, if that's true, like, that really bums me out. You know, like, that it stinks to be, like, at that see If that is true, I'm not saying it is, but say it was I'd be like, wow, then I've officially entered like a new season of my life and one that I'm not terribly excited about, you know? Um, so, you know, especially when I talk to all these people who don't have that issue again. Um, so, you know, there are moments where like when I'm really, really in my own head and feeling 
down. That's usually where that's usually where my head is. Yeah. It, it, well, I mean, it makes sense. Is we're not in a positive space. We're just like, you know what? This is just how this is going to be. And you know, I you know we we won't we don't know what's going to happen next week. We don't know what's going to happen at the doctor's appointment. So it's you know it's either okay, there's a, a missing piece of the puzzle here, or even just kind of figuring out okay how do how do I you know better work with the hand I'm dealt. So I think these are just more just things to just kind of ponder more than have an answer uh, for or something like that. Um, just kind of thinking out loud here, but you know I think it because I. Like, I think this is just something that I've been really into myself. It's just like, okay, how do I work with what I have? I'm just like, you know, I'm not as durable as, you know, the other girls that I train with and stuff like that. Maybe that's okay. You know, maybe it's, it's one of those things where just like, okay, even if I don't get this, you know what? I can still like the sport. I can still, you know, engage in it. I can still be okay with myself and my life. Um, and again, this is all abstract process focused stuff, but just some stuff to kind of knock around sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, got the, uh, the appointment in two weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Sending, and, um, sending all the good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I just have to, I just have to just relax about it and just not care as much, which is, you know, which is tough, um, but I really, I mean, I don't really have, I really don't have much of a choice. Um, so I feel like the sooner I get to that point, the better. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of making little decisions every day or at least twice a day. Okay. How much power uh, does this need to have over me? So like I was talking about, okay, how much, you know, it's like we, we, we need to kind of have a little bit of space to be upset, but then it's just like, okay, uh, thing. You know, I've got other things going on. There's more to my life than than running. You know, you're not going to take all of me. All right. Um, oh, what do you suggest? Um, you know, so like I given given what I do, people are super nice and like they follow along and they like the series and I'll get questions quite a bit like, hey, how are you doing? How you know, how are you feeling? Stuff like that. Like, how would you suggest going about answering that? Because like, I don't want to be like. Um, I don't want to just ignore people because I'm like, I don't want to think about it. Um, but I also don't want to like relive it during every conversation or every exchange. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what, what pops into my head is like, just kind of, you know, do you usually, do you get a lot of like direct messages that you're just kind of going back and forth with every day? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. You know what I would do is uh, I would just kind of just set aside time to answer questions and have a designated space and time for that, as opposed to constantly going back and forth and stuff like that. Like I was, uh, yeah, I, I I know what you're talking about because like even now my coach will ask how my foot is and. Sorry, Dave, if you're listening, but I'll get low-key annoyed <laughs> every single time. And I was just like, I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> Especially like while I was injured, I'm like, it's still broken. Right. Um, it's just like, okay. <laughs> it's just like, so so. how is it? I'm like, well, um, I didn't want to walk on my hands when I got out of bed today. Is that good? 
Um, okay, that's dramatic, but anyway. No, I hey, hey. I say you're, spe- that you're speaking to I, someone who just complained for 36 straight minutes, so I, I hear I you. I literally have felt that way, and you know what? I'm actually not ashamed. So <laughs> I, I I will never learn how to do that. I think just because my upper body strength is just not there. <laughs> Very sad. That's funny. So yeah, but it's, this is just kind of you know it sucks, and you know I don't want to invalidate or deny what you're feeling. So it's. It's like this is it's messy, but, you know, it feels like this. You're just kind of in this vortex right now. You will come out of it. And if uh, you don't come out of it, I will fly you down to Texas so you can yell at me. How about that? (laughs) There you go. There you go. What an offer. What an offer. What are you doing this weekend? I'm flying to Texas to go yell at this worst person who helped me pro bono. These are the things I do for my clients. Is, you know, in all seriousness, like, you know, I do take whether it's pro bono or, you know, I'm working with an organization or something like that. It's I take it seriously. You know, I, it's I'll be honest, like I want people to get out, get something out of their time with me. I probably shouldn't open the door to get screamed at, though. I don't think I deserve that. But anyway, my own issues. It's a, it's a nice way to call someone's bluff. Like, how how upset are you? Because there's a, there's a plane ticket on your on your dresser if you're really upset. Yeah. Um. Pat, Pat, cool clothing. It's getting hot down here. There you go. There you go. All right, Adrian. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You bet, man. Adrian, thank you so much for the extended conversation. Really appreciate it. Also, big shout outs, of course, to Inside Tracker, Prevenex, and Tracksmith for supporting me all year long. It is uh, just an honor that they've been on board this whole time. Go check them out. Uh, links in the show notes to all of their sites, along with the promo codes. Uh, you'll see that no matter what episode I'm putting out, you're always going to see all that stuff in the show notes. Um, over on Road to the Trials podcast, Road to the Trials, heating up we had Drake Relays recaps with Frank Lara and Abe Alvarado. Also, uh, we're going to be reconnecting with the ladies in the series, hopefully over the next week or so. Olivia uh, and Kira uh, working through some in- little injury stuff. And Dana Giordano, who's uh, doing her camp, her high-altitude camp over in Utah. Check in with them and see how everything's going. Thank you so much for listening and happy running. This has been a production of Rambling Runner Podcast. This podcast is produced by David Margetti of InPost Media. Thank you to Meta P for the music. His song, Righteous Path, featuring Rex Mayhem and Chip Fu, is produced by Symphonic Bang. Yeah. Enterprising in my surroundings, I'm finding the quietest estates these days. This representation of storm brewing, amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my change. I'm trying to show this industry.